welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hello, lovely mind stylists. This is Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. And today we are recording the top tips from our interview with the How People, specifically Polly Crook, co-founder of the How People's uh, advice to find your passion. Oh, I love this one. Um, we've talked about it, though. It's interesting how many of our guests uh, identify this and talk about finding and playing to your passion. Mm, it's come up all the time, hasn't it? And it's it's almost inferred, I think, in a lot of our interviews. So I think it's really good that we're focusing on it specifically here, that, you know, finding your passion can mean so many things. And, and in some ways, you know, if it becomes... It becomes a trope that we hear quite a lot. So I think it's really good to delve into it a little bit deeper. Like when is the right time to think about this and and how do we think about it a bit more and what does passion even mean, you know? So I'm definitely intrigued to explore it further because like I said, we we certainly do talk about it a lot and it does seem to be a theme that comes up through so many of our guests. It does. And it was something that was a real issue for me. When I first made that shift, or other in my head, I I knew I wanted to make the shift from large corporate into something that was more uh, sustainable for my family. It was a very conscious move, and uh, played to my strengths. So generated an income. All of those questions. And uh, when I first made that shift, I signed up to a whole series of courses to improve my skill set to make myself more robust in this area before I'd left business. Um, and it, they kept saying, find your passion, find your passion. And in fact, I, <laughs> I even spent four days on a brilliant uh, course uh, with Andy Harrington. Well done, Andy. Um, but the whole point of it, the premise was, is you knew your passion beforehand. And I was like, but I don't, I don't know what I want to do. I just know I want to do it differently. My life needs to be different. And so actually, I thought when I heard Polly's point, I thought, actually, is this the opportunity for for Becky and me to talk about how to find your passion? Our lovely um, GC people, Nick and Kat, they, 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 they just knew there was a burning inside them that they knew they wanted to do something around equality. Uh, but what if you aren't completely sure? What if you've got all sorts of burnings and you're like, well, I really like crocheting. Should I be following my dream in crocheting? How's that going to make my fortune? Or, or, or I'm brilliant at spreadsheets. And actually, how do you distill it down? And that was my massive preoccupation for probably five years, actually, self-doubting myself, not believing I had something. Exactly. This is the point I wanted to make. Um, it's it's almost always there. And and actually, I'm saying it. I don't think it's an it. I, I think thinking of it in that way is not. It hasn't helped me actually, because otherwise, I'd still be trying to be a pop star. Um, so it's you know I or a uh, yes. Yeah, it's I, I'd still be 
trying to be a 17-year-old Britney Spears. So, I mean, it's not that helpful for me to think of it in that way because I find that some I find so many things that are so much deeper than that. Mm. And you know, I've worked with a lot of clients as well who um who've inherently known some of these things. And when what you have to do is you're talking to them kind of in a safe space and then it's like, well, come on, say say it. Say it out loud. Like what is it that you want to do? Cuz so often we don't we don't say these things out loud because we're scared of them, because we, we're scared we might not be able to do it, um, like me being a pop star when I was 16. Um, and, um, and you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I've found so many deeper things there. But equally, if I'd have really pushed down particular routes, maybe performing would have been something that I'd have ended up in. And, and if I'd have been brave about that, that could have been a really nice path. And... Other, you know, as it was, I've I've gone on a different path, and through doing that, I've discovered other things. And and I think for me, it's it's a lot more about responding in the moment to some extent. And I say moment, I don't necessarily mean day to day, but at this point in your life, you know, where have your experiences taken you? What have you learned? What is it that fires you up? What is it that makes you? want to say yes what is it that makes you connect with other people and those are the things that have really like well and the opposite to that actually where are you like just say no you know I think we spend a lot of time burning up our energy on the things that aren't the right fit for us because we feel like we have to and Mm. actually somewhere out there that you're the like there's a round hole for you as a round peg but you're trying to you know you're still trying to fit yourself into a square into a square hole Uh, so uh, (laughs) I think that was the right way around and so I think it's I think for me it's been as much about clearing out the noise Mm. and taking layers off and actually that's something Pearl talked about with us as well than it than it has been about trying to kind of pile things on and find that specific thing it's about taking things off and just revealing yourself and being your authentic self and before you know it you these opportunities that feel like the right ones for you lay themselves in front of you and the people who are interested in the same things kind of materialize out of the ether and actually they're right there and they've been championing the same things as you all along it's a really interesting one because I think also we might know deep down what we really want to be but society we might have then absorbed a whole set of societal uh, beliefs Mm -hmm. or norms that have told us that we should ignore that Mm. (laughs) that's not we're not good enough um for that um I always I always wanted to be a teacher (laughs) I always wanted to be a teacher but I didn't think that that was enough which is just I was kicking myself my my husband is a teacher and he goes oh my god Amy because I all you know I was like if only I had followed that dream but actually when I was making a pivot um from television uh, I had the opportunity my my dad died whilst you know I were traveling we were just boyfriend and girlfriend then um that it's obviously a fundamental shift in your tectonic plates when you lose a major caregiver in your life. And I had that moment of clarity that I, I, because I worked so hard, I completely burnt myself out. And I was like, okay, so clearly I'm like my dad in the sense that I work really hard. Clearly I'm not going to be like my dad in the way he managed his stress, but 
if I'm going to work this hard um, and life is short, I want to go and work this hard in something I'm passionate about. And that was when I applied for teacher training and uh, uh, my eye was caught by Opportunity at Learn Direct, which was um, EdTech. And actually, I decided EdTech was where I was going to go, not the other way. And, and the world has gone since that, which has been brilliant. And isn't it interesting that it's all turned around? We were talking about it earlier, all turned around. And actually, you know, um, I teach at Cardiff Business School, I've taught over a thousand undergraduates and master's students. Um, I am constantly teaching, um, listening, uh, curating an environment in which people can fulfill their potential, which is really what I'm about, um, with the coaching and hypnotherapy, with the training. Actually, I'm living my dream now. But um, for a, a good period of time, I was like, well, I, I, you know, I went to Oxford, got this brilliant degree. Um, I, I'm the main breadwinner in my family. I, I can't do what I want to do. And, and maybe I don't want to do what I want to do. I didn't respect myself enough, which is appalling because I think teachers are so fundamental now. But there was a moment in time when I thought, I, I was I need to do something different to that mm. and that I completely understand that feeling I think uh, I had it with teaching from the perspective of because everyone I knew was a teacher and the only thing anyone would ever say to me oh you'd be a good teacher oh you'd be a good teacher and so then I was, I was just like no well I don't want to be and and honestly like I don't want to be I'm glad I didn't go into the teaching profession that definitely hasn't ever been a goal of mine but to inspire and help and educate and 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 be able to shine a light on bad things that are going on bad cultures and you know that for me and and to to give people solidarity when they're going through journeys you know for me that that's the kind of education that's important to me now um so and but I think to your point about our egos actually um Mm -hmm. you know and what a big role they play along the way what is it we think we have to do because that's gonna look good to other people and that's such a that can be a real problem when you're moving through your career that's that is something that is gonna lead to challenge unless you can the the way I really like to look at this is using a wheel of life Mm -hmm. And separating it out, uh, separating out how do I make my money from how do I give back to how do I do, you know, so for me, things like gymnastics are in my wheel of life because that's something I'm passionate about. And I want to make sure that my life allows me to do that. I've consciously made the choice not to work in that field um, and not consciously made the choice to not be an Olympic champion in that area. Um, <laughs> You know, that might have allowed me to make a slightly different career out of gymnastics, but that was never going to to happen. Um, so it's, and I think in your wheel of life, if you can separate out, how do I give back my career progression? How do I make money? Uh, and, and other things as well. Those three things, they might all be the same. And and this is, comes into Ikigai as well. And and. I won't go into loads of detail about what Ikigai is right now, but again, it's that overlap. Yeah. Where is your purpose? And, and yeah, those things that overlap, what does the world want from me? What will people pay me for? And, um, and how, what are my experiences? What are my skills that I can bring to the table? So it's, it's all of the, it's that combination of, of things. And I think that 
by recognizing that you don't have to get them all from the same place. It's it's some. It might be nice if they do all come from the same place, but actually they don't all have to come from the same place. And and we can, you know, we started this podcast as a total side hustle. And but just because this was a way we wanted to give back, a way we wanted to connect, it's that we could see these stories that needed to be told and these conversations that need to continually be had. And so I think that's that was something that really helped me. Uh, in addition to this thing of saying no to. Um, and again, coming back to that idea of are you what you want to be can sometimes stand in the way of you living your passion because I think we do get hooked. Our egos, our identities, the outside world says to us, that's a really good job. That's a really good yes. role. That's a, you know, and and I'm not saying that you should just leave if it doesn't feel good to you because it might be fulfilling your money goals you know it might be supporting your family it might be helping you to travel in the way you want to travel. it might be doing all sorts of things but it's about recognizing what role is that playing in your life and um and are you just sticking this thing out because ego's telling you to do it mm. and and i definitely know i've fallen so, yes so are you doing things because of what society's telling you or are you not doing things because of what you believe society's telling you yeah. um I really like uh, Vishen Lakhami's um, book, uh, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. And it ta- he takes you through the Wheel of Life concept very uh, in a sophisticated way. And he has this great concept of, so I teach um, experiential learning and reflective practice as a module to prepare students for work placement at Cardiff Business School. And in there, I t- teach the academic version of what Uh, Vishen talks about the academic version being governing variables, those sort of unconscious rules that we've absorbed, you know, that osmosis uh, of life that that causes us to take these certain, you know, this automatic life path. Uh, He calls them brules, bullshit rules. (laughs) And he says, find out what they are. Um, Actually, I'll do a little clip. Uh, There's a nice uh, YouTube clip on it. So we'll put those in the show notes. Um, It's just an awakening of being conscious, Mm. as you're saying. So it's just starting to get clear of um, of, of why you're making the choices that you are. Another thing that really helped me when I was doing the navel gazing, I don't know what to do, two books. So one was The Passion Test by Janet and Chris Atwood, Mm -hmm. which is all about my life is ideal when. And now that's really interesting. And it it really helps you populate that sort of, you've sometimes called it your pizza of life, isn't it? (laughs) I have. That's how we started to refer to it. But I didn't, mind you, I've been eating more pizza in lockdown. So maybe it is more appropriate for me at the moment. I don't know. Yes, it's like, what what is it that comprises? What's on each slice? Yes, what are the slices? What's in them? How big they are? Why they're important? Why they're delicious? Um, So yes, it informs that. And then it's a wonderful way of just starting to really get into the visualization and just really think about well, what is it that would fulfill me most if you mm. struck, stripped everything else away. Um, and it's a good practical book. Another one, if you're not, if you're more in the field of corporate world and looking for a job and you just don't know what sort of job, um, it's a really good uh 
book, well, actually the Bible, which is What Colours My Parachute by, it's on my desk here, Bowles. I think it's Richard Bowles, B-O-L-L-E-S. We'll give a link to that as well. In there, he's got the flower diagram, uh, which is is the Ica guy concept which is just populating Mm -hmm. what are the skills I love to use what are the who are the people that I love to be around what's the environment that I want to be in what um uh, what are my passions around certain topics and it's just basically overlaying all of these to find that sweet spot in the middle Mm. and um something that I often talk to clients about who come to me who are really feeling defeated by their working lives, part often, I'm afraid, tragically, as a result of really toxic workplaces. Often I say, well, actually, look, you're doing all the things that you love to do and you've put a lot of effort into building up these skills and you're very good at them. It's the environment you're in. Go and find the company that you want to apply these to. What you want to be spending, what, 80% of your waking hours during the working week on. Um, Who deserves that? Mm. And uh, something I really like is the list of um, what top 100 companies, best companies to work for, for instance. Go and look for those companies that are winning the awards. Uh, See what customers are saying about them. Find employee feedback. Listen for um, Mm. those place workplaces where your values are aligned. Mm, I I think that's so important because you can become so demoralized. And I think sometimes your passion, as as much as anyone would say, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. If you're exhausted, if you're burnt out, if you are in a toxic situation, you're not going to be loving it, even if it is, you know, serving the people you want to serve or doing the things that you really love to do. Um, Because that, you know, I think burnout And well, and also, you know, the other things that can come from being in a toxic environment. So that crippling self-doubt, the depression, the anxiety, Mm. those things really do stand in the way. And sometimes you need to kind of clear out some of those things before you can feel like you can you can move on or you can believe that there is the right fit for you. And and I and again, I think it comes back to saying no um, to the things that aren't working for you and and letting yourself have the space to then go back and grow into, um, you know, that, that ideal life and not saying the, you know, not saying get a vision board and stick, you know, private planes and, and pools and holiday homes and everything, unless you really want to, you know, um, but it's, it's a more about every day. What is it you're doing? What is it that when you wake up, you're like, Oh, I get to do that today. I get to record a podcast today. I get to see this person today. I get to do a talk. I get, you know, like it's, that's, I think what you're, what, what you really are aiming for is that kind of every day what are you going to get up and feel good because that's what your day contains um another book where there's a book like overload for everyone today <laughs> but and I I bring this up because it was one that was recommended to me and then I have gifted it so many times and they know what you, you know when you gift a book you know it must be a good one and it's it's John Lee's how to get a job you love or love the job you have and and that was a real game changer to me reading that book. And that was back in around about 2010. I'd been working uh, as a program manager for the Royal Society of Chemistry. And it was a very busy time. And I, and I really, it, it, again, kind of felt like I was 
doing lots of things I liked to do, but I wasn't able to have the impact that I wanted to have and really kind of soul searching and all sorts of things happened. But um, ultimately it led to me saying, do you know what? I'm going to, I need to turn things around and start doing things on my own terms. If I'm going to be exhausted every weekend, if I'm going to be putting, as I always have done, over over 100%. I know that's not possible. Um, But, you know, if you're putting your all, your whole life, there isn't really a social life. There isn't, like I said, you're always exhausted. I really felt like that needed to go into something that was going to have a different kind of impact and and benefit me in different ways. And so, so that's when I had that book recommended to me and really started to look at all of the things in that book. And that, that helped me to shift my mindset. It helped me to get rid of some of those things we've just talked about to do with like, what are the expectations and what are you doing things just because other people expect you to, or are you not doing things because you think that other people look down on them? And this just helped me to construct things in a different way. And it was so helpful. And I've really carried a lot of the principles from that with me and then recommended them to other people as well as I've gone on. Get that book. Not that I need to change my job. Just it's useful to know. (laughs) Well, and and I think the title is telling, isn't it? How to get a job you love or love the job you have. So it's, again, it's about mindset. It's about repositioning how you look at things. So it's, yeah, I'll, well, I'll get it. For <laughs> <you then. laughs> Share it with my clients. Oh, wow. We've been through all sorts there. Powerful. Yeah. So we'd love to hear from from you. Where are you? Are you in a position where you feel like you are living your passion? And is that helping you to you know have a really thriving life um are you experiencing the real positive growth as as Polly and and Joey Joey described um or are you finding other challenges are you finding it hard to figure out what your what your passion is and let us know let us know if you try some of the things that we've talked about today uh you can do that on our social media so that's at mind styling podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at mind styling pod on Twitter and we have a newsletter now as well where we invite comment from the community. Uh, so, And that will be the place where you hear about all sorts of new things that we're going to have coming up this year. So please do go and sign up for the newsletter. The link is in the show notes. It's been a pleasure and we will speak to you again soon. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Bye, everyone. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.